Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Jim Purdue of Purdue Chicken. Unlike our competitor who's gone back to feeding their chickens antibiotics, we at Purdue will remain no antibiotics ever. No antibiotics ever because we raise our chickens in a healthy environment, so they don't need them. No antibiotics ever takes more time and money, but it's the right thing to do. So when you buy chicken, look for the Purdue label to make sure your chicken is no antibiotics ever. Get the facts at Purdue.com. David's Bridal, where brides and bridesmaids get fabulously dressed. We let our friends pick out what we wear, show off our dance moves, obsess over every little detail, hold your hand through it all, smile bravely when it's time to let go, make your dreams come true. The things we do for love, only at David's Bridal. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcasting platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. 
Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome back to another weekly edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Obviously, most of the episodes now are going to be weekly editions since the Dallas Mavericks are not in the playoffs. I am one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, at M of R25 on Twitter now at 500 followers. That's, that's a start, right? Um, <laughs> joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Bibbs, Michael Bibbins. <laughs> He's currently pointing to Jalen Brunson on the TV screen, who just had a hell of a game against the New York Knicks. Shout out to Jalen Brunson, Mavs alumni. Um yeah, at Bibs Corner on Twitter, bibscorner.com for all of your Bibs Corner content, including the Have You Seen podcast for all you movie fans. Um, how has your week been, man? It's been a pretty good week. You know, no Mavs playoff basketball. So I've been spending a lot more time on the movie tip. I uh, posted an interview, um, got to go to a movie during the week. Got to go to a movie yesterday. Um, got some screeners coming in. So uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I've been doing a lot of research on on this podcasting thing, trying to see what the next moves are uh, on every on every aspect of it. Um, applying for jobs. Uh, I did not get that uh, that job I had applied for. Uh, I can't hey. get down to me and one other person, apparently. <laughs> The other person is the better person. It's all good. Well, Say what? I, I don't know. The, the place was pretty diverse. I was actually surprised. I'm a, uh, let's let's bring the transparency through. So the second the, the second interview was a panel interview. It was two black ladies. One of them was the hiring manager. Uh, two white ladies and a white guy with a beard, um, like a hip a hipster type hipster type. So the, the vibes was nice, but. I'm gonna tell you the first, the question that tripped me up, and this is this is my fault for not taking this process seriously at first. Like I was just going through the motions, um, so I didn't really prepare like I normally would for an interview. One of the white ladies tripped me up with a question that shouldn't have tripped me up, but it tripped me up because I wasn't on my game. So the the job was internal communications for for uh, this, this, this entity, I'm not going to get into specifics, basically a, a county organization of some sorts to have multiple locations. Um, there would be internal communications for the whole, whole area. Um, she asked, how important was diversity and inclusion to me when it came to my messaging? Now, I'm going to tell you why this question, besides the fact that I didn't prepare like I normally would, I'm going to tell you why this question tripped me up. When a white woman asked me about diversity and inclusion, my first instinct was to make a joke. <laughs> you weren't expecting it to come from a black woman. I was not expecting a white woman to ask a black man about diversity and inclusion. It, it just well, didn't, yeah. yeah. Didn't come, didn't, it, it made me want to make a joke. But you cannot make a joke. But I, it was not a joke situation. <laughs> like if I was in a sitcom, if I was in blackish, it would have been a great opportunity for a joke. Probably would have been a bad joke too. 
says Kenya Barris writes the shit. <laughs> no comment. Um, and I kind of like it's one of those situations where I because I was off guard, because it threw me off my game, it was I kind of rambled around the answer. Wow, I just realized something before I got to the answer I wanted to say. What did you realize? I just realized after saying Kenya Barris that I did not add you people to my list of 2023 movies okay. that I've watched. There you go. Glad I could help. Thank you. Um, I understand why you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's another thing. I, I got all these movies I've watched, but I haven't added them to my list as far as like my ratings and reviews. I need to go ahead and do that. How many have you seen so far this year? Uh, I can give you an actual answer. That's what I was looking for. So, movies I need to rate, and I'm included. I included like miniature specials, like short specials. So one, two, five short specials because I just watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always special on Netflix. That was an hour long. Does that count? That counts. Yes. That's say less. I'm putting it on the fucking list because one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One. I'm not going to count that. I'm sorry. You can count it. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to count. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, uh, 28. Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I include comedy specials too. I can take them off if you. Oh, no. It's not. I just want to see from your perspective how many you've seen. We don't have to have the same time. Where's 2020? There we go. Uh, <laughs> 26 2023 movies where are you there you are 27 28 29 29 movies and that's including like specials and comedy specials that's including like a couple comedy specials um and like short like not a full season documentary but like if it's like two three parts uh less than like the length of a movie basically um anything 40 minutes to like three hours or so of content uh i'm including i only wrote down only listed like movies that i've seen uh and i've seen 18 so far it's not Uh, bad huh it's not bad yeah considering like this time last year i saw like half that or like almost half that uh i'm on pace i'm i wouldn't say i'm on pace for 100 like i would like but I'm on a better pace than I was this time last year. So yeah. just got to pick it up a bit. I'm going to have to watch some movies on streaming, which is something I wanted to do this year as well, because the last few years, I really haven't been doing it much. Um, and that's, that's another thing. Like movies are going from theaters to streaming quicker. So that also yeah. allows you to get the good ones in before the end of the year. Every time I... um turn on my smart TV or something new up there that came out there. I'm like, damn, it's already like, it's already on streaming. What the fuck? Yeah. They come into streaming fast, man. They, yeah. And personally, I, um, that kind of scares me, but you know, scares you as far as how that's going to affect movie theaters going forward. And I, I, I was going to say when I, so I, I mentioned this when in the review for uh, evil dead rise that I did with Tyler uh, on Friday, I'm no, there's a trend that I'm noticing now. Two straight movies, uh, Evil Dead Rise and Air. When they were fu- when they were first like shopped, sold, whatever, and packaged, they were both supposed to go straight to streaming. Both of them, they do test screenings, 
and people loved them. So they said, oh, let's throw it in theaters. So I think that it could it could have a, a dual uh, situation where movies that were intended for streaming now end up in theaters, even if it's for a short theatrical run. Um, I, I, I think that the, the panic may not be it may not end up being as bad as people thought as far as that goes. Like, I don't I don't think it's a problem because some people want to see movies in theaters and some don't. So what I just think it's always best to have that option. If the business goes a route where streaming is taking over so much that movie theaters aren't even making enough money to like. Right. Worth keeping open or there are some open, but there's a lot getting shut down. Then there's kind of only one main option. And that's where I think the subscription model is saving theaters potentially. Although I'm seeing some people say that I saw someone mention that uh, reserve seating is making some people skip movies. Like when they go to try to reserve a ticket and they can't sit where they want, they don't go. Um, I don't know how much of an impact that would have personally. That's true. But I know I've I've definitely done that at least once or twice. That's how I know it's true. <laughs> but like not to where I don't want to see the movie. Like I'll just pick another time. Yeah, I'll just pick another time or another day. It's not but also I guess other people don't have that option. Um right. like some people have limited- AMC is incorporating something. It's not worldwide yet. I'm pretty sure you heard of it. Um they might be doing it like near the end of the year. Okay. The premium seating mm-hmm. where prices are different for each yep. And I think that's the dumbest idea ever. The airplane model. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I don't like it either. That doesn't make sense. Like, the only seats that should be like lower priced are the ones right up front because no one you shouldn't charge more for any seats. But if you want to charge less, yes, yeah. up front, like let's say I have a subscription. I'm paying a certain amount. Maybe if I sit in that front row, you give me a dollar back, like a two dollars back, something like right. that. Like that's 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 where that's where it would make sense. Don't charge me more to sit. Where I, I think I think I'd be safe from that because I have the the I have the stub membership. But for regular people that want to go to the movies, they want to sit in the middle. They got to pay extra. Right. Movie tickets are already right. pretty expensive. Yeah. On top of concessions, and you're going to make people pay more just because they want a good seat at the movies, it's always first come, first serve. Whoever gets the seat, boom, you, you got it. Now, now it's just like, I, I don't know. That's And I still, decisions like this make me wonder how is AMC still the number one theater front, theater chain in the country? But... Hey. I, I I love Regal. I'll, that's what I'll say. I love Regal. Regal is not everywhere though. I like Cinemark. Cinemark's and their plan, <laughs> Cinemark's movie plan is also great. Uh, they have a free option as well as a paid option. A free option gets you discounts on concessions and things of that nature, and they have the the subscription model, which is ten dollars a month, free movies yeah. every month, <laughs> and if you don't use your movie ticket, it rolls over to the next month. Uh, by the way, if you would like to subscribe, if you're interested in that Cinemark Rewards, hit, holla at your boy. I got I got the link. You can support. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I actually did have <laughs> before I started driving because technically 
Cinemark is far away from me as well. But okay. I, um, before I figured, before I discovered the AMC movie stubs thing, um, I had a Cinemark membership. Uh, and then I discovered AMC and I'm like, this is 10 times better than fucking Cinemark. Like, what the hey, yo, fuck? What, what you doing? Let's get it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I've been rocking with AMC, I think since 2019. Gotcha. I used to have Alamo Draft House sponsorship, but I think they, they stopped. There's an Alamo Draft House in DC and I really want to go. It's, it's, I enjoy it. Um, I, the first time I went was during South by Southwest in uh, Austin. Um, but I always like their theater is good. Their food is good. Um, they usually, I mean, it was, I can't really say if this is normal, but during South by Southwest, everybody was friendly and great, like a great service. Um, people knew that seems to out. be from what I heard, that seems to be the, uh, thing at Alamo Draft House. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think they usually have a good, a, a good bit of indie stuff where some of the main chains don't carry the indie movies as much, um, and I haven't been to the I haven't been to my local indie theater since they turned down my application. So um <laughs> like a job application? Yeah, it was how long like, ago was this? Five, six months, maybe. Oh, you were trying to work there recently? Yeah. Was they gonna pay you what you wanted? Yeah. It was like, so I think they had the executive director and it was like a marketing director type job. Okay. All right. That's why I was surprised because usually I look and they have some like volunteer or like some like something for a college student. And then I saw that job and I was like, first of all, this is exactly the type of stuff I want to be doing. And what were the qualifications for? uh, They wanted somebody with, well, first of all, communications, PR, marketing degree. Uh, They said bachelor's. So I got the master's. So I was already locked in on that um, experience with relationship building and all that good stuff and um, passionate about movies. So I got, you know, all that like it was I, I fit the qualifications. They probably just found somebody with more experience specific to uh, movies and stuff like that. So I don't have job experience on entertainment on the entertainment side besides like what I've been doing with writing and podcasts and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, I feel like it was one of those postings where they have to make it public, but they already knew who they wanted. Probably. Okay. Like they probably had somebody internal that they were trying to get to that role, but they got to post it publicly. Like as soon as I applied for it, it was taken down. That makes sense. Uh, we know why y'all are here. We talked about everything but basketball. <laughs> but hey, like Bibbs always says, he takes time to do the show notes. So if you want to fast forward to the shit you want to hear, just check out the show notes and you'll know where to start. But let's start with the Dallas Mavericks. Not much news, obviously, but the Dallas Mavericks, not a lot going on. They're out of the playoffs. Uh, this is an adjustment for us. We've been used to the playoffs for the last three years. So we've had constant content to talk about around this time. But uh, of course, it takes the Dallas Mavericks to get themselves in the media for all of the wrong reasons. Um, I believe it was early. It was definitely earlier this week. This has been a long week. It feels like it's been so long since the last episode. It really does. Uh, not recording every two, three days. <laughs> Keep my behind. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I believe they reached an agreement to sign him. Right? They weren't in talks. 
I, the, I believe the announcement was in advanced discussions or something yeah, like that. Okay. Uh, in advanced discussions to bring on Dennis Lindsay, uh, I guess, as a consultant to yeah. the general manager. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, he had the same position in Utah, uh, I believe. Um, on paper, you look at this and you're like, okay, this guy has a nice track record. You know, Utah drafted pretty well during this time. And then you dig deeper because I didn't know this. So when this news broke, I'm like, okay, so what's what's the deal with this? We get Nico some help, you know, what's what's going on? And, and then I see the reactions. And I find out that, of course, in Dallas Mavericks fashion, um, this guy has a past as a not so great human being. Um, back in 2015, uh, I believe it was a two, not a two way player because two ways weren't a thing back then, but he was in the G League and converted to an actual contract and he was let go. Elijah Millsap for the Utah Jazz. Paul Millsap's um, brother. Is that Paul Millsap's brother? Yeah. I just assumed they had the same last name. That's crazy. Yeah, it's his brother. Paul Millsap. I mean, it was, a, it was well. a nepotism situation problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. problem. Um, I had the fuck, I had the exact quote in which, oh, here it is. Okay. So uh apparently this took place in 2015, but just two years ago, Elijah Millsap went on Twitter and discuss what happened to him. Uh, I'll read his tweets. February 24th, 2021. I believe truth is the key to human evolution and we must be shared and must be shared to continually empower the human consciousness of people yeah. of the people being oppressed. <sighs> Almost six years ago, on April 16th, April 16th, 2015, Dennis Lindsay made bigot remarks in my exit interview while conversing with Quinn Snyder. And I quote, if you say one more word, I'll cut your black ass and send you back to Louisiana. It's an honor to stand up for what is right in any capacity. Hundreds of thousands of black, beautiful black lives massacred for truth, freedom and justice. Damn right it sticks with you. But with truth, it will never overtake me again. Then as Lindsay, I categorically deny making that statement. So um, there was an investigation that took place, I believe, but in the end, nothing. I think you're frozen. I'm, yeah. Can you hear I me? Could, yeah, I can hear you. The whole I thought you were just looking down at your phone, but yeah, you're definitely frozen. The whole Zoom situation is frozen. Yeah. At least it's you this time and not me. Hope it don't mess up the recording. Um, there was an investigation that took place, if I am believed to be true. Uh, there was. There uh, was. And I believe they came away and said there was no way to prove that he made that statement. Went out. Give me a second. What Zoom is not responding is what it says. I don't know if you can still hear me. I can still hear you. Okay. Yeah, it says Zoom is not responding, so I'm trying to wait for this thing to stop cycling. Like, I can't mute myself or anything. Damn. 
you're still moving, but I'm frozen and I can't I can't do anything. Like all my controls are gone. It should fix. I'm just hoping they don't fuck up the audio. I don't think so. If I can hear you, I think the recording will be fine. What the fuck is happening? It's still doing it? Yeah, I might have too many windows open or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but I'm plugged into the wired, so like I should have the juice. But still, those are show notes. God damn. I don't want to close this. It's, I can't close it if I wanted to, actually. Now, look at it. Uh, yeah, I probably could force it to close. I'm going to try to wait. Do we just keep going? If you're willing to risk it for the biscuit, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I feel like that's a dirty thing. That white people not the strawberry Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> have you had it? I have not. Okay. Have you? No. All right. I got so who did was it you just sent the video to me with the girl? Yeah, where she ate the fucking box. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh man. Um all right, fuck it. Go for it. All right. Um they came away and said that there was no way to prove uh that he made that statement. So I mean there was no punishment towards him. He did lose his job in Utah. I'm not sure if that happened right away. I can explain both of those. Go ahead. Thank you. So first, uh, Quinn Snyder was the only other person in the room, I believe. And Quinn Snyder said he didn't he didn't remember hearing that or something along those lines. That sounds like bullshit. Whatever he said, didn't say it wasn't said. He just said, basically, I can't confirm or deny. That's, that's what he did. He played the middle lane. Sounds like bullshit. This brings me back to the Michael, the Martin Luther King speak uh, letter from letter from prison, where he mentioned. No, I was I'm not gonna take it that far. I was gonna say, what are you talking? About? <laughs> I've been listening to Higher Learning with. Uh, oh my god! Got me about got me all my woke stuff. Well, no, he has some Van Lathan. He had the. Um, he had some dude on there that was like a Martin Luther King scholar, and he was breaking down the letter from the prison where he like warned about the, the white moderate being the worst enemy, the person that knows what's going on and won't say anything about it, basically. Um, that, 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 I was going to put that on Quest Night, or I'm going to let it go. Um, <laughs> regardless, if he ain't come out and equivocally deny that it was said, it probably was said. It was that's, that's how said. I feel about it. Um, he and... Danny Ainge, Dennis Lindsay and Danny Ainge apparently did not get along, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. They had some type of beef, and that's why he ended up being let go in Utah. Um, I think one of the things that they beefed over was uh, the, the drafting of Azabuki in the first round. And another thing was... I believe he insisted upon starting Millsap and Gobert together mm-hmm. when I think it was Quinn Snyder was pissed because he was like, how am I, how's that supposed to help my spell space in my boy? Um, like, so they went back and forth on that. Quinn Snyder didn't want to start the two bigs together who weren't shooters. Uh, Lindsay was adamant about it. Uh, he also drafted as a in the first round when everybody said, don't do that. 
Um, he did have, he has a mixed bag as far as his draft results is what I would say. But the whole reason we bring this up, right, is the fact that he has a questionable background. Yeah. Why, why, can, why can we not avoid the people with the questionable background? Like, why is it us that always has to go find these people with the questionable backgrounds? Why is it us? My thing is, do they consider the players when they make these decisions? Why would they do that? <laughs> I mean, a good organization would. So, yeah, why would they do that? Um, it just bothers me. The old shit. We just lost Bibbs. We just lost Bibbs. Let me get Bibbs back up in. We just lost Bibbs. All right, y'all. So, boom, right? This what happened. Um, if, you remember, uh, if you were listening, obviously you were listening because you wouldn't be hearing this. Um, Biz was having some issues with Zoom. And while I was speaking about the Dennis Lindsay situation, it cut off in the middle of the conversation. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, well, y'all could have just picked right back up. No. Um, that was six fucking hours ago. So um, I don't necessarily I didn't want to jump right back in and people were wondering, like, hey, why does Reese sound like sound like he's talking about something completely different now? OK, I just wanted to get his PSA. Uh, that's what happened. But we're about to pick right back up on the conversation. It's crazy. We didn't even get through the first fucking segment. Like, no. <laughs> and it was 25 minutes. Of that point. <laughs> Most of that was just talking about fucking movies. Um, I mean. That's how I think. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy? I really need to keep looking into this. I was in the call with my girlfriend a couple days ago, and um, her brother had called and they were on the phone. And he spoke to me and I said, "What's up?" And I guess he was talking about how distinct like my voice is, and they was like, "Yeah, you need to get into like some voice acting or something." I said, "I want to." <laughs> God damn it! I need to take like some voice acting classes or something. Uh, Need to look into that. Maybe I doubt it's any in my city, but you never know. I mean, um, you got a better chance than I do. Why you say that? Because you're in a bigger city. Am I? Baltimore is a bigger city than Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, the Dennis Lindsay situation. Um, I remember the last thing I was mentioning was the fact that. Like, do they even consider the, how the players, how this will make the players feel? Um, we have African-American players on this team. And even non-African, I can't believe I just said African-American, even non-African-American players. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a politician over here, right? Even non-Black players on the team could feel some type of way as well because these are their teammates, these are their comrades, and it's something that could possibly affect how they feel um now granted 
do I think, well, no, I was about to say, I don't think Dennis Lindsay would be directly involved with the players, but based off of um, Elijah Millsap's story, he is in a way involved with the players. Yeah. So he has to make player decisions. Yeah. And it's like, Potential. I'm not going to give the Dallas Mavericks the benefit of the doubt of saying, oh, maybe they didn't know about, they knew about the situation. It's only been two years since the situation was addressed. How can they be this tone deaf? Like the Jason Kidd thing, I know know people (laughs) bought up the Jason Kidd thing. And while that was tone deaf as well, considering the circumstances of what had just taken place, which was a huge thing. This, that was talked about on ESPN, the, um, the sexual harassment at the workplace situation that was talked about on ESPN. It was a huge deal. The Jason Kidd thing, I believe I had spoke about before I said, I'm willing to give someone a second chance considering it was, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. It was about 20 something years ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was while he was a player. Um, mm-hmm. Like around 2000, 2000 something. Yeah, and I'm not even going to chalk it up to, oh, he was young. I'm not giving anybody that excuse. But I like to give people a chance to change. That's something that takes a lot of work to change from because sometimes that's in like sometimes it's just who you are, but sometimes it's not. Right. Now, granted, we don't know that. And to be honest, I'm I don't care to find out any longer. He sucks as a coach. So (laughs) have um, better and better yourself do that shit somewhere else but the the Dennis Lindsay thing I just even though the investigation said that there was no way to prove he said those things right just the off chance that it did happen and it was just talked about two years ago and you know the stigma (laughs) of the Dallas Mavericks with like white players and all of this, like even though it, it it's a joke for the most part, because there are black players on the team all the time, it would be crazy. Right. To be honest, but I, it's just a bad move. It's fucking tone deaf. Like, and I think it's disrespectful to the players. Um, <clears throat> Mark Cuban, what, what, what was the line? Uh, when someone shows you who they are, believable. Yeah. Mark Cuban has showed us who he is. He does not care. He does. Yeah. He does not care about perceptions. He does not care what anybody thinks. But Mark Cuban, um, I I don't recall him ever apologizing for any of his missteps in the past. Like he he, he will not take owner. He, he will not take real ownership. He'll fake take ownership for something, but he will not seriously take ownership for any mistakes or, or misgivings. And so, as far as he's concerned, if he's cool with him. Y'all gonna have to be cool with them. Uh, even with the Jason Kidd situation, you know, they brought Scent out there, which I don't even know if it's normal for her to be around for that type of stuff, but they brought her out there as a shield for Jason Kidd. Um, again, like as you said, people deserve second chances, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in this situation, it's not, they don't have him on tape in a Ku Klux Klan robe, nothing like that. So it's not like we we can just say this dude is is a blatant racist. But I I said this, the way I've said it was, why do we have to keep being the team to give everybody these second chances? Why do we have to be the team 
that overlooks problematic behavior in the past, potentially problematic behavior in the past. Like, you can't tell me there's some dudes out there that know ball that don't have potential racism in their past. We couldn't find one. Is there one? Isn't that what they say in church? I'm pretty sure it's a dude off the street. I could have drafted Kalina Azabuki. Oh, hold up. Yudoka Azabuki. I'm about to say it wasn't Kalina Azabuki. That motherfucker. <laughs> Show my age now. Uh, I could have drafted Yudoka Azabuki. Shout out to you the Warriors. You know what I mean? Like the Warps fans don't know who Kalina Azabuki is. Who don't? The Warps fans. Warps. Oh, the Warps don't know who that is. Nah, they they new era. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I'm. I'm all I'm saying, man, is he can work. I, I don't care that he's working. I, I'm just getting really annoyed with being a fan of a team that is willing to just ignore everything. Um, I still can't get over. <laughs> I still can't get over when we had the allegations like around the bubble time of, of more sexual misconduct occurring and it came out and Mark Cuban and, and sent came out with this full press on why the woman was wrong for coming out. Like we've been working and she's not being as cooperative as we need her to be and blah, 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 blah. Like why, why are y'all coming out with this type of energy? Like where's the sensitivity? And then they end up firing the dude anyway, <laughs> quietly. Like they care more about his, his image and his, him feeling okay. than about the person he was messing around with on, on the road, like using his power to anyway. It's the energy is in the wrong places. The, the care and concern is in the wrong places. Mark Cuban cares about protecting his friends more than he cares about the perception of his company and himself. He feels like he's Teflon. And for the most part, he seems to be. So, I mean, he's never been given a reason to change. So I guess why would he? I like Mark Cuban. What Hold about on. Mark Cuban do you like? Hold on. Let me finish, goddammit. <laughs> like, I've always, like, I've never, he has his issues. But I've always been like, uh, I like him. Okay. In recent years, it's, it's, he's making it really hard to like this motherfucker. Like, and it's not small shit. It's not like, damn, bro, I don't know if I like you like that. It's, bro, what the fuck is you? Like, who are you? Like, what just morally as a human being do you do you have those because i get what you say you know what this dude is working cool good for him why does it have to be us every time <clears throat> why does it have to be us and you're right i've never really heard him come out and apologize for anything that he's done or take accountability or ownership for anything excuse me that he's done and it's just like in certain situations, when you said, you know, he really doesn't care about perception or what people think except Mark Cuban. In certain situations, as the owner of a basketball team and stuff like that, that's a good thing to have. Right. But not when it's resulting in <laughs> these type of decisions. Like, not when it's resulting in 
of moral decisions. If my owner was like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to make this trade. If it works, it do- well, he probably does those too. But <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. He, he does, does those. And that's cool. That's cool. You have to have that mindset because you can't think about what backlash will be like from other people right. to avoid taking a chance. Not, I don't care what people think. I'm going to hire this motherfucker that got racist allegations. <laughs> I don't care what people think. I'm going to hire this motherfucker with a domestic violence past, even though within the last year, we've had allegations of sexual misconduct at the workplace. None of this, like, what? I just don't understand. Why do you, who, does he have a wife? Does he have kids? I I know he has a daughter. Like, you ain't got no people at home telling you, hey, bro, this ain't it. (laughs) Like, where's your wife? Like, the wife's supposed, matter of fact, she might just, never mind. Um... (sighs) Speaking on the Jason Kidd thing, another thing that bothered me with the Jason Kidd thing, because you brought up Sam Marshall, his introduction presser. He was asked about his allegations from the past. Right. He was ready to answer them. Right. And they stepped in and said, no, he won't be answering. Like, let the man be a man. Clearly, he wants to address it because he probably knew it was coming in the first place. And he should. He should. He should address them. And he seemed open to address him. And I wanted to hear what he had to say. Right. But instead, y'all jumped in and silenced it, which made y'all look bad and made him look bad as well when he actually wanted to answer the questions. I just, this Dallas Mavericks organization, man, I just, I think to myself sometimes, is it going to get to a point where I have to look at myself morally and say, do I want to support this team? But I always say, I'm not hit, I'm not a fan of the Dallas Mavericks because of the owner. Right. I'm a fan of the Dallas Mavericks basketball team. Right. But it like <clears throat> no one was gonna ask the Suns fans, oh, are y'all gonna stop being Suns fans with this racist fucking owner? Granted, they knew he was gonna be well, no, for a while before he was asked to sell the team, they knew he was fucking racist. I didn't look at Suns fans and think, oh, y'all still support this team. Right, supporting the the basketball players, they're fans of the players. So, I would never look at someone who decides, you know, I'm still be a fan of the Mavericks, even though our owner is a moral piece of sh- morally a piece of shit. But I, I do question that myself sometimes. Like, is that what I would have? Yeah. I'm not leaning towards like not being a fan at all, but um those thoughts do run through my mind. Yeah, and that's and I like how you put that because, again, I, it's not... I hate people that do that, by the way. Like, just because you made a decision don't mean you need to put your decisions on other people. So yeah. if if it were ever to get to a point where I was like, I, I can't support this team anymore, I'm not going to judge anybody for continuing to. No, um, absolutely not. Um, and if I did get to that point, it would simply... It would be because of Mark Cuban. It would be... I can't support a team that this man owns if he's going to keep making decisions like this. Um, and I'm close. I, I have to admit, I'm pretty close to like, it's, it's only so much I can tolerate. I, King, I don't know how Kings fans did it. <clears throat> and some of them didn't. A lot of them hopped across to the, to the Warriors. To the Warriors. So um, <laughs> it's just, it's one thing to to make mistakes like the Hornets, for example. I don't think they intentionally sucked for this long. I don't. 
Um, the Kemba Walker decision is probably the roughest thing that I've seen decision I've seen them make as far as upsetting the fan base, like things that would upset a fan base. Like this is the face of your franchise and you don't want to pay them. Like that's, that's the only thing. What? It was the right decision. Yeah, It ended up being the right decision, but as a fan, like in that moment, I could, I could feel the pain of we're really gonna like let our guy go. Like that's what we're really good. That's the decision we're going to make. Um, and at the same time, it was the right decision for them, and it was probably the right decision for him as well because we, we see what's happening with Dame, right? Staying home, staying loyal, team ain't going nowhere. Um, Kemba Walker would have been in the same situation. Instead, he got to give it a shot, go to Boston, a team that's really trying to do something. It didn't work out for him, but he got to give it a shot. So he got to see that through. Um, again, that hometown hero thing is huge, but again, I don't, uh, and to, uh, uh, besides that decision, I can't look at anything the Hornets have done. Hornets slash Bobcats, I'll take it for, there, have done that's like, y'all killing me, y'all really not trying. I never see Michael Jordan go out in the media and say, the people judging me on Twitter are not the real fans. Like, I've never seen Mark, Mike, Michael Jordan doing interviews and talking about a, a Hornets podcaster and, and, and stuff like, like these are things I have not seen. Mark Cuban annoys me because of his willingness to put down the most passionate people in his fan base. The people that are calling him out for the very blatant bullshit that he pulls on a regular basis. Uh, his willingness to, again, like we already mentioned it, overlook certain things, his willingness, 20 years of cover-ups, from on domestic violence and stuff like that in his in his workplace. And again, I can't be, I can't watch you run the franchise into the ground and let you gaslight me while you're doing it. That's that's really that's really hard for me. Now maybe it's because I'm doing this podcast and I have to spend a lot of time talking about this. Like if I was could just be a casual fan, maybe I wouldn't be as passionate about it. But because I am investing time and energy into this team. I feel like I deserve better. I feel like I deserve better. Um, how do you want better? I've never heard any owner like just just constantly do those things. Like making podcast appearances is cool. I think that's a great thing that you do. Right. Right. But all of the constant coming out and just like it and to be it sucks because every time he opens his mouth or every time he's quoted as something, it's nothing good. No, it's nothing good. And it doesn't help that he's constantly involved with everything in the organization, <clears throat> everything when it comes to being the general manager doing his job. And the thing was, before I found out about these allegations, I was excited because I'm like, all right, cool. They bring in a consultant in. Maybe that means Mark is actually going to let them do their job. Right. He steps back some. And I couldn't even fucking enjoy that because you <laughs> hired somebody who's potentially a goddamn racist. <laughs> like, even when you do something right, you do something wrong. And right. it's just like, bro, to, can't to, win. to be clear, did you yeah. ever say what the actual quote was that he had said? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. So let's be clear on the, the word racist real quick. Or we scare somebody. Again, I don't know. I don't think this dude is wearing robes and burning no, robes. No, like no. I don't think he he out here like that. <laughs> I don't think anything of that nature. It's the the lack of sensitivity 
the 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 willingness to say a phrase that you know you shouldn't say about sending somebody's black ass somewhere like that's you you know you're not supposed to say that I'm you know you're not supposed to say that I'm about to say something <laughs> and um I, I feel like I will be a pussy if I don't say it so I gotta oh, say here it. we go. <clears throat> And I hope I don't offend or alienate any part of our fan base. And I'm completely serious when I say that, because I hope y'all understand what I'm about to say. I'm not giving a grown ass white man the benefit of the doubt when it comes to a statement like something like your black ass. You know what you're saying. You know, you know how that comes off. You know what you're saying. Uh-huh. You said it. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Does that mean I'm completely right in saying like, oh, you're a racist or or or, or the prejudice or you're a bigot or whatever? Right. No, that doesn't mean I'm completely right. And excuse me, thinking that. But I'm definitely not going to give you the benefit of the doubt of uh, maybe, you know, it was just a slip up. Bullshit. No, that's not a slip up. <laughs> you're a grown ass man. And, the, and there are, is more to it than just what he said, because you got to look at the situation. This is a dude that's a fringe player trying to make it in the league. And you're basically telling him and and throwing his race into it. You're I could just end your career right now. Yeah, and that's where the, the that's where it becomes racist, because you're using power over him and making it about his race. If he had said he was a scrub, that's a whole nother conversation. But you referred to his blackness. If you have said your bum ass, I'd have been like, hey, you're right. He always <laughs> a fucking bum. But black right. ass, that's just not. Nah, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt the same way I ain't get Draymond the benefit of the doubt that he ain't mean to compress the monster Sabonis chest in his foot. <laughs> and the thing is, with the you want to talk about the Draymond real quick? <laughs> What like, you got to say? What you got to say? I think he definitely did it on purpose. Let's get that straight. He definitely stomped on that man intentionally and then tried to make it look like he didn't do it intentionally by jumping off of him like like he was a trip flailing like and like moving <laughs> his leg. like he could have definitely stepped over him. If he wanted to, like you could see his brain initially thinking, I'm gonna step over and then be like, nah, bam, straight to the to sternum. And, and then bounced off, oh snap, I ain't really mean to do all that. Like Draymond full Draymond. of fucking shit, man. Come on, Draymond. He's full of shit. Um, do you think Sabonis <laughs> grabbed him and maliciously? Maliciously, I don't know. Intentionally, yes. Yeah, I think Kelly so. and maliciously are different, but he intends like I know a lot of people were saying, uh, oh, it looked like he was trying to cover his face. That's what he wants y'all to think. He intentionally grabbed his leg. So I do Which think happens he went a to- lot, honestly. Yeah, I think he went to cover <laughs> his face. And when he contacted Draymond's leg, he then saw an opportunity to grab his leg. That's possible. Uh, now you can say he grabbed his leg to protect, make sure he wasn't kicked, potentially. Or you could say he grabbed his leg to slow him down from getting up to court, which is what I believe probably occurred. Um, weird situation, but Draymond definitely stomped the mud hole in that man's chest on purpose. No, for sure. For sure. 
back to the topic. Back to the topic. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much left to say on the situation. It's just very unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, I don't know why I would expect this, but <laughs> hopefully if an agreement is reached with Dennis Lindsay, um, the Dallas Mavericks will address the situation. They won't. Now, I mean, maybe, granted, they will. maybe they will. Granted, Sent Marshall put out a statement on this. <laughs> oh, please, I don't want to hear from her. Um, granted, maybe they've woman. seen, maybe they've seen some of the backlash and they're saying, oh, let's back away. Let's not make this move right now. But then again, we're not the real fan base, so they don't give a fuck what we got to say. Yeah, like we, we don't matter. Um, <clears throat> you know who does matter? Is this a transition that's happening? Mavs outsiders fan base, mm. which is why the vote was left in your hands to decide the unsung hero of the year. <clears throat> the poll was put out last, yeah, last week between Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood. We got 213 votes on Twitter. Did you see the results? I saw them, but not. I don't think it was up to fifteen when I saw. It. You don't think what? I don't think it was. I don't think it was finished when I saw it. Okay. Well, the final results for Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Year are, with fifty-eight percent of the votes, Tim Hardaway Jr. Obviously, Christian Wood with forty-two percent. Now, I did tell people they could add reasoning behind their vote if they would have liked to. So uh, I'm going to go through some of these. Jose Montelion at Jay Montelli. THJ, as much as I hate watching him play basketball, I think our record without him showed his value. I think that's a good point. He does add something to the team that we need, even though it does frustrate us at times. <clears throat> oh, wow. Dev Nowitzki. Wood does not do a single thing that will make me think of him as an unsung hero, LOL. Unsung heroes do shit without needing to be noticed. He's always letting you know what he did, posting stats, celebrated literally everything he does on the court. Nothing unsung about dude. That felt personal. <laughs> um, another person said, THJ was very unsung in the clutch this year. Did he even make one clutch a basket all year? I guess I'll choose him because I don't think so. I don't know if this was a joke or if he's just like unsure of what unsung means, but I'm going to move on. <sighs> the way Wood was treated and still put out his best every time he had a chance, I'm going him. <clears throat> Wood was pretty much consistent night in and night out. THJ had stretches where he was balling and stretches where he couldn't hit the inside or outside of the basket. Another comment says both overhated. I agree. I guess I went THJ because it feels like nobody said anything nice about him on this app, even when he played well. That is a very good point. <clears throat> How do you feel about these results? Are you, are they what you expected? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Um, I think it's fine. I think I actually it's closer than I thought, to be it's honest. It's closer than I thought as well. Um, but again, we have to look at this is our supporter base. So most people <laughs> would have been scared off by certain certain activities that took place. 
upon the podcast throughout the latter stage of the, the season. Um, I mean, they're both polarizing figures, I would say, within the fan base. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, but one of them we have more loyalty to, or people have more loyalty to, I would say. Uh, I think also the fact that Tim is maybe going to be here still, but he's still in the contract, is also giving him a little bit of an edge as far as just just winning that that whole debate. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised by the results. Not mad at it. I'm not Um, mad. And I will say, oh, let me add last piece. Uh, I got to a point where I accepted that what Tim does is useful for this team. Uh, mostly because of how trash the roster construction is and how you used this word earlier, how pussy most of these players are when it comes to putting shots up. Tim Hardaway going to shoot the ball. Hashtag fuck efficiency. Shout out out to Allen Iverson. That's my hero. Stop looking at them goddamn analytics. That boy was a baller. Fuck them analytics. Um, I'm glad you're coming around. Uh, granted, it's mainly because this team sucks that we need Tim Hardaway Jr. But um, like I said, I think he, he brings something to the team, that confidence, that dog, so to speak, uh, on the offensive end, not the defensive end. But um, it, it's needed. He's not afraid to shoot the fucking ball, and sometimes we need that. I wasn't – I don't want to say I was – I wasn't surprised um, by the results. Uh I am glad that Tim won because I do feel like Tim doesn't get as much respect as he deserves. We do point out the bad things in him and the flaws, which are warranted, but we don't do a good enough job at pointing out when he's doing well. Uh, I think we gave Christian Wood. I know we gave Christian Wood a lot of love on this podcast this season, and I don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. got a lot of love, whether it been on this podcast or on social media. So I'm glad that he is getting this love with the award, uh, so to speak. So shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. I definitely do think he will be here next season, which is another great transition into the next topic that I had. Um, believe it came from Mark Stein. I can't remember if he was on a podcast or whatever. Uh, spoke about how the Mavericks could possibly be looking to package Tim Hardaway Jr. and the possible 10th overall pick for a win-now player. <sighs> and, what does that mean to the Dallas Mavericks, though? Like, And, the, and Twitter ha- has been talking about it, and I'm just like, what, what win-now player are we getting for Tim Hardaway Jr. and a 10th overall pick? Like who out there? You gonna make me pull up a list? Who out there? And I'm not even gonna pin it to oh, who would even be on the market? It's no way to know that. Sometimes guys aren't even on the market, and you can trade for them with the right deal, right? But what kind of just the quality of player? What? kind of win now player are we going to get for Tim Hardaway Jr. in the 10th overall pick? Someone help me out here. Um, <clears throat> God bless the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I, I don't know where to start. 
pick a team. Pick a team you think is going to be making moves in the offseason. Let's go with the easy one, Toronto. All right, let's look at the Raptors. So a number 10 <laughs> pick, Tim Hardaway Jr. is making $17.8 Now, question. Next year will be his last year, correct? Two years. Next so year, next year and then the year after. Yes. So he wouldn't even be expiring. Okay. You say win now. I don't think either one of these players is winning. Well, huh? no, I don't think either one of these dudes is putting us. Well, two players that fit the bill as far as money, uh, like fit the money purpose. I think I, I know where you're going with this. It's OG and a newbie <clears throat> and Gary Trent Jr. I was thinking Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent Jr. Because I know there's I was, no fucking way we're getting OG with him in the tenth pick. I'm, I'm, and he has OG has two years on his deal as well. Okay. Uh, Pirtle is the same amount of money, but he's a free agent. Yeah. Um, Gary Trent Jr. might be a free agent as well. Oh yeah, he has an option. Correct. He has a player option. Um, <clears throat> so he would have to opt in. And then I don't know what the trade situation looks like for him after he opts in. Um, but those are the only players that make sense money-wise, but they're going to need more than just the number 10 for OG. Yeah. And I, I didn't even put Fred Van Vliet on there because that's that's not a win now. I mean, that's that can't even be, in my opinion, debated as a win now move, unless you're assuming Kyrie is gone. Yeah. Um, let me think of another team. Uh why no utah okay uh they might want to compile more picks let's see it's danny Ainge, so he definitely wants to oh, i couldn't even see the logo all right they got that's not winning now i don't even know why i was about to say that they not traded lloyd Martin. until it's it um they got uh, like it's 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 almost nobody I'm even willing to jokingly say that fits into this range. Um Kelly Olinick got one more year on his deal for 12 mil. Jordan Clarkson, 14 mil player option. Colin Sexton is at 17.3 mil. I take Jordan Clarkson in a fucking heartbeat, but not with the 10th overall pick as well. I mean, he just a little <laughs> more he's Tim Hardaway Jr. with more slightly slightly more ability. I would say he's better than Tim Hardaway Jr. He can do more than just shoot. Yeah. Um, which is I would say it would be an upgrade, but for the 10th overall pick, too, that's now we're doing too much. It's too much. Um Kelly O'Lennon has a win now player is fucking disgusting. I'm I'm just putting the people in the price range, like just to paint the picture of like it's gonna take more than that, basically. I got um, Let's say, never mind, it's going to happen. When the Phoenix Suns defeat the Clippers. Okay. Let's say they're ready to blow it up. Okay. I doubt it's going to happen because Steve, Steve Ballmer ain't that type. But let's say it happens. Uh, Clippers, what, what, what can we get? Because I know Glenn is constantly talking about fucking Robert Covington and uh, somebody else. Can't fucking remember. Ooh. All right, let's go. We got several. We got several options here. <sighs> PG and Kawhi are not in that price range. Eric Gordon is. I'm out. 
come out. Not for a swap. Hell no, I'm not trading Tim for picks for fucking Eric. I'm not even trading that for I'm not trading Tim for Eric Gordon straight up. I'm not either. That's a linear move. Norman Powell. Okay. We might be cooking with something. Cooking with something. You might recall. I recall. When we (laughs) we saw Tim, I was was all in on Norman Powell. That was our first Mavs Outsiders play GM. Yes. Norman Powell Powell starting that small forward. And I said, you're fucking bugging. But (laughs) I mean, huh? I mean, I also know how you feel about position. So, I mean, with with Luca there, the small four position becomes different, in my opinion, becomes fluid. Uh, yeah, but as far as like the roster building is concerned, in my opinion. So, Norman Powell, I, I don't know about the Tim and a ten, but if they throw in maybe some seconds on the back end or something, like maybe we we could we could make some work. Yeah, we need them seconds. <laughs> some shake. Like if they they help replenish our depletion on the back end. Maybe we can make some shit. Like even if a future first, they want to put the lottery protection on it, whatever. That's fine. Um, I will be in. Let's see. And that helps them clean up their books a little a year earlier as well. Even though Balmer may not give a fuck about them books. Marcus Morris is going into his last year, 17 mil. That I don't, I ain't throwing no Tim pick on it, but would you do Tim for Marcus Moore straight up? No, fuck no. Okay. All right, no, motherfucker, barely playing in the playoffs right now. I mean, I thought he would step up with with Kawhi and them out, but he he was struggling the other night when I was watching. They not. Tra- I was gonna say Zubak. We, they could do like a Zubak and Terrence Man. That would be kind of sexy in my opinion, but I don't think they trading Zubak. Me either. Zubak Shakur. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you get these are the type of players you're looking at in this scenario. Um, I got I'm one going to the, thing. I'm going to Cleveland real quick. Okay, all right, <clears throat> Cleveland. Jared Allen makes 20 mil. Did not trade Jared Allen. Not trade Jared Allen. No one in that starting lineup is being traded except whatever small forward they fucking got that day. Yeah. Uh, and Karis LeVert is a free agent now, so they, that trade is gone. And I wouldn't want that anyway. I see how that motherfucker be playing. Let's go to the Knickerbockers. <laughs> they need shooting, right? They probably would be in the market for it, Tim. R.J. Barrett. You with Jalen Brunson? Would you do R.J. Barrett? In a fucking heartbeat, but they wouldn't. <laughs> they probably would not. Uh, they probably would ask for Josh Green, too. That I would do. You would do Josh Green, Tim, in the 10? For... No, never mind. That's too much. <laughs> uh, Evan Fournier. He shows, RJ shows flashes, but not that many fucking flashes. Man, I'm still holding on to what I saw from him with uh, with Canada. Yeah. I'm still, I feel, still think that player's in there. I just don't think that they're built to allow him to be that guy. Like he I'll be sense. honest. A lot of people aren't talking about it, but. Jalen Brunson coming there hurt RJ's development. And I agree. A lot of people were, when R, when Jalen came, and I kept telling people this, Jalen Brunson's not a fucking point guard. A lot of people kept saying, like, oh, RJ's here, he's got a real point guard now. Jalen Brunson's not a traditional point guard. He's a fucking shooting guard in a point guard's body. And I've seen people saying <laughs> recently that that he's not a point guard, like, within the Knicks fan base, like, acknowledging he's not a, really a point guard like that. I was saying that before the fucking season started. Like, right. and a lot of people kept saying, oh, well, at Villanova, this is not fucking Villanova. He was not running, uh, uh, was the, I forgot the damn coach's name, Jay Wright. 
not running that system in New York. <clears throat> RJ Barry, I think, need needs spacing around him to 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 do what he does. I think he's great at getting to the hole, but when you have no shooters on your squad, that that hole is not as open as it needs to be. Um, for him to excel, to to be the guy that he needs, and he's twenty two. Stop writing off these players at yeah, these, these young ass ages. Like y'all, y'all keep doing the same stuff and saying you're not going to do it and then do it again. He's twenty two. I'm I'm not ready to give up on him, and I just think he's not in a good situation for himself. And he's still good, dude. Was a I was overall pick. I would take that risk on him. I would not. I don't like you said that Josh, including Josh Green or Jaden Hardy, would hurt my soul. I don't know if I'm willing to do that, but I am willing to do that. Not for RJ. I haven't seen enough yet. I can't go just off of what I think he can be. Would you do an additional future pick with RJ? Like the 10, Tim, and a future pick for RJ? Yes. Okay. Or even if it's a swap, I would say. Yeah, I would need to swap. I'd add an additional pick. But. I would be interested in R.J. Barrett. I would say that. Yeah. Evan Fournier, I, I don't know if I would do that for Tim straight up. Fuck, I wouldn't do that for anybody. Mitchell Robinson, I know there was some talk about him being on the outs, but it looks like they're back in love with him recently. Um, they're definitely not trading hard inside. I don't, I'm letting that go. Obi Toppin. Obi with the top in six mil, not enough money. So we would have to include somebody else. I mean, if they have to include an Evan Fournier just to make the money work, I will do it. We might have to include something at that point. How much does Evan Fournier make? 18.8. Okay, yeah. Fuck no. Uh-uh. And it's but it's only for two years. It's the same length as Tim's. So it's a mil more for the same length. I feel like us adding the 10th pick. Nah, Obi Toppin is a young guy who shows. Right. He's 25. I don't know how young he is. Oh, no. Nah, yeah, that, that should be fucking nothing. Say 25, we kind of almost <laughs> know. Pretty, yeah. I mean, you got a little bit of time to show something, but. And again, I, he, he's been playing behind the All-Star, so. I remember I thought he was going to be rookie of the year, man. I thought he would get more action than he did. But you got to remember who that coach is. Um What's another team that might have? Okay, let me go to Philly. We already know James Harden is out of there, I assume. Do we know that? They're making every everything makes it sound like he's up out of there. Okay. And Maxie's kind of stepped up. Dang, right. they got their books are so clean, man. Fuck. They got MB for four years. Nobody else has a contract more than two years. Mm. That's smart. <laughs> Tobias is expiring after next year. <clears throat> I would take Tobias Harris, but we would have to add more. And I'm just. We have, I mean, they took Bertans shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bertans. Bertans, the Bertans will be enough, I think. <clears throat> Bertans, Tim, and the Tim. <laughs> Who I want to no, do not for the, I'm not doing the and attempt for no fucking. Yeah, I'm not doing that on on a one year rental. Not on Tobias Harris. That's for damn sure. I like Tobias Harris, but not not not, that not, not with the temp. Oh. Um, and that's pretty much it. Everybody, like I said, everybody else is on a one year deal. Nobody else is making more than eleven mil. I got another team. Check the other team in New York, Brooklyn. 
Brooklyn. Ben Simmons is 37 mil. No, thank you. McCall Bridges is not going anywhere. Spencer Dinwiddie, you want him back? I do it for Tim. I'm going to keep it 100. You take Dinwiddie back? As as the point guard off the bench with Kyrie and Luca there, yeah. Just Tim or... Oh, for Tim and the 10th? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm just making sure this the Tim and the 10th, they said that we getting a we getting a uh contending piece. Yeah, I'm not Joe, even taking Dorian back for Tim and the 10th. Joe Harris, Cam Johnson, and Seth are both free agents. Dorian is at 13.9 mil. Claxton is 9.6 mil. They're not trading Claxton. Royce O'Neal's nine, Patty 6.8. Yeah, we not. You give me Royce is under contract, right? Yeah, one more year, nine and a half <clears throat> mil. Nine and a half mil. Would you do Royce and Fit Dorian Finney Smith for Tim and the Ten? Yes. We. Yes, I would in a heartbeat. That's two defensive three and D wings. Hey man, that's three and D wing. <laughs> we we are we. Tim, I'm at. No, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Dodo, Royce, Josh Green. If we can get a center. And keep Kyrie. Might be cooking. Might be cooking. Because hold on, let me make sure I got this cap thing right. Hold on, let me. I, you want me to do the the trade? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a trade, the when the I say Kyrie the cap team, thing, I'm not talking about the trade thing. I'm talking about something different with Kyrie. The off season thing. Kyrie is off the books if once he opts out. That right. means we'll be under the cap, correct? I think he has a cap hold, which we would not be able to manipulate, like dance around, if he's gonna get the money that that because if, if we if we release the cap hold, that means we lose the bird rights. Yeah, I think that if if that's my that's my understanding of it. So we wouldn't get the the bigger MLE, we would get the smaller MLE this offseason. I believe so. Damn, that sucks. But they did increase the <laughs> amounts, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. Well, still, we could use the MLE on a cent. Well, last time we did that, it ain't. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to repeat the the terms of uh, bringing in a minimum center, but we could upgrade with minimum centers. Like that's yeah. how bad our situation is. But yeah, you're right. If we could, and I don't. I haven't looked at the market like that, so I don't know who would who would take an MLE center wise. But yeah, Dorian, Royce, Luca, Kyrie, and and a center like we might be on to something hey man that that might be the move that might be one of them okay let, let's see we keep luca and Kyrie. all we need around him is great role players that's going to play that role and play defense i promise all right let's let's um, now you got me thinking about other potential situations jay crowd is a free agent bobby portis 11 mil like i'm thinking a big in a wing Type situations now, like as far as trade partners, Boston Celtics. Who they got? Who they got? Marcus Smart. He, he, ain't, going he ain't going nowhere. Derek White. They I don't. No they, I don't they, think they're moving any of those guys. They have no reason to trade any of them. Now that I'm looking at it. 
Brogdon, Smart, and De- they they have too much talent. This is bullshit. <clears throat> These are the centers who are going to be unrestricted free agents this offseason. Um, Brooke Lopez, who is obviously going to stay in Milwaukee. Um, okay. Vucevic, who does not fit what we need in the center. Uh, His analytics are very interesting, but... Oh, but maybe if we have these wings, we could get away uh, with it. Yeah, we can get away with it. Um, Yaka Pirtle, who may or may not be back. To, right. to Yaka Pirtle would be a sexy, but I don't know if that money going to be enough to entice him. Right now, he's making eight million. How much? Yeah, yeah. Um, eight. His salary is eight million. Or oh, it might be more than that. It might be like eleven. I'm not sure. Okay, I'll let it go for now. Um, Mason Plumley, Plum Dog Millionaire. No. Nas Reed. I don't know if he he's gonna be affordable either. Thomas Bryant, probably affordable. And it's a huge drop off from there. I mean, you say huge drop off, but the, <clears throat> are they above Dwight Powell? Drew Eubanks, above Dwight Powell. Bismack Biombo. Above Dwight Powell. Shemetsi Metu. Above Dwight Powell. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Watch Shemetsi Metu and game us. Like, what we talk about? Blake Griffin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Wagner. Okay. Cody Zeller. Okay. Someone you mentioned earlier, Yudoka Azabuki. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Willie Collie Stein. I can't believe they signed. I don't know why they signed him at the end of the year, but shout out to Willie for getting somebody for his family. Dwayne Detman. I ain't seen Detman in, too, in a long enough time. Gorgie Jang. <clears throat> I don't know what happened to him. He just fell off a cliff. Taj Gibson. Too old. DeAndre Jordan. Old. Oh, Frank Kaminsky. Kaminsky still, he still is in the no, I'm good. Myers went. No, <laughs> we just talked don't about. Even, don't even had a whole discussion. Don't even speak that into existence. <laughs> Robin Lopez. I mean, I'm here for it. Boban Marjanovic. We know the fans are here for it. All I'm gonna say is in the bubble. In the bubble, was it the bubble year or the other one? I don't remember, but he was our second most dependable player. It, it was, was the, the second Washington. year against the Clippers. Yeah, he was our second most dependable player, in my opinion. When, uh, when Jay Kidd was, I think he was out of starting Boban. I mean, not Jay Kidd. Rick was out of starting Boban right, or yeah. like playing. Rick, Rick had realized that Boban was our most effective, a second most effective player. Yeah. And that's pathetic. Tristan Thompson. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, we could bring back Christian Wood. No, we could not. We could, but it won't That's happen. He's not a center. I'm not even going to pretend he's a center. He's a power forward. But I'm saying if we have those wings, maybe we could get away. Something like that. You trust Jason Kidd? No. <laughs> we got we to pretend. Remember who our coach is. Dwight Powell. You haven't said a name I've been waiting for you to say yet. Maybe Dwight I have. Powell, we might as well just pencil him in. He's probably coming back. Maybe I haven't seen. I see Kevin Love. Old. Maybe I think I said everybody up. else's name that I see here. Alex Len ain't on the list. 
Maybe I missed it. Let me see. Yes, I skipped it. I forgot. Um, no, nah, I'm good. One hour point. Putting them over Dwight Powell. <clears throat> That's all I want to say. One of them is being useful in a playoff series against the Golden State Warriors. That's all I'm saying. Touche. I just needed to make sure people understand how bad Dwight Ballard by mentioning <laughs> Alex Lynn and his effectiveness versus the Golden State Warriors, which is a team you would expect a player like him to not be effective against. But here we are. Center situation is going to be tough this offseason, man. I it don't is. surprise if Dwight Powell is starting that center again this year. If Dwight Powell's, that might be my 13th reason. <laughs> For not being a mass fan, to be clear. Oh man, <laughs> I will be a fan of the game. I swear to God. Oh man, that opening night lineup. This so should, the, the next, don't be surprised next season if the white powder starting center of this podcast don't turn into the NBA outside of this. You see, off <laughs> that's the literally the next day that's going to change on all formats. This <laughs> going to be the NBA outsiders for real. Oh shit! Two fans of the game. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! That went yeah. longer than it was. Hey man, I'm I'm excited for this outsiders play GM. Whenever we do it, it's it's so many so so wide open, so wide open, so wide open. Um, <clears throat> that's really all. That's really been in the news for the Mavs. That's worthy of discussing. Uh, unless you have anything to add. Um. Not on the podcast, but I do have to mention some stuff to you off to the side. Um, I'm going to try to get creative next week. I'm going to try to get creative with what, what, what we do. Um, I know you got some stuff cooking that, that might change what, how we how we handle some stuff. But in the meantime, I might come up with something for next week. Might come up with something. Be on the lookout. I might do some fan engagement type stuff, people, on the timeline. Got anything planned personally this week? Personally, let's see. Oh, what my guilty pleasure show is coming back this week. Uh, Working Moms on Netflix. Uh, I don't know something about the Canadian women that that is hilarious to me. I don't know they they do it for me. Um, the main character is a PR person too, so maybe that's that's part of. It. I don't know, but they I don't know they hilarious to me. Um, <clears throat> what else? John Mulaney special dropping on Tuesday. Succession is succe- succeeding. Uh, I finally caught up on Succession. So if you want to talk about it, hit me in the DMs. I don't want to spoil nothing for nobody, but I, I, I had to rush through to get past episode three because y'all was killing me on the timeline talking about how crazy the episode was. I understand now <laughs> what y'all was talking about. Um, yeah, I, I got to catch up on Barry. I only watched the first episode. Basically, I'm be watching a lot of stuff is what I'm saying. Um, I ended up binging Mo. I think I mentioned it on the first part of this podcast. You did. Like to establish how long we were gone. <laughs> I finished the se- the season <laughs> during the gap. <laughs> uh, it's very quick episode, less than 30 minutes per episode. And I hate that it ended on like a cliffhanger, but the show is fire. I think I've already heard it was renewed for season two, which is exciting. Um, I look forward to that. They have Paul Wall as a security guard at the immigration office. Bun B was a priest. Uh, and I told you Toby was a dude's like best friend. So like it's very Houston centric. 
is very H Town down. So uh shout out to Mo Amar. A lot of culture in that in that show, man. A lot of culture. Season finale of Bel Air's this week. Yes, it is. Have you are you caught up? I'm are you caught up? Yes, I am. I'm caught up. Man, Hillary is a fucking dub, man. What? I'm so disappointed in Hillary, man. So disappointed. Really? I mean, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. The way that the way, I was ready to throw something, the way that that, that played out, because she like because I she was looking for a reason. She was looking for a reason. Cause bro, keep it a hundred. Like I know people try to portray like, oh, women so unreasonable. They blah blah blah. Like they broke up. She broke up with him. Right. And I she thought she was walks, right in that moment. She walks into. She was. I understood, but I also saw. I don't want to say I sided with jazz. I empathize with jazz because as a man, I understood. Right, right. I understood how it affected her as well. Exactly. She walks into his party. <laughs> her suggestion, uh, by the way. Her suggestion, a party. <laughs> After you broke up with him. And the first thing you, first of all, it took you all day to fucking get there. He'd been looking for you all day. Right. <laughs> you was going to send a text about the party, but deleted it. When Mr. Football player with the part in his head wanted to be fucking wanted to be flirting and shit and grabbing her like this. Yo, that's what I was like. And you saw the photographer took the pic, right? I thought so you what think, I thought was gonna happen was like the pictures was gonna go on social media and Jazz was gonna see it or something. That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Cause she gonna bring up, he gonna see uh or she gonna bring up, I saw you dancing with the chicks. He was like, Look, look at this. Like he gripped it on your thighs, like what a- she walked into his party, saw him enjoying himself dancing. What you wanted him to dance with, Nick? <laughs> and it wasn't like he was like with one chick, like giving her all his attention and whatnot. It was like a group of people. It was dancing a group around. of women. What you thought he was about to go home and have an orgy? <laughs> like you, all you had to do was come. Like, come on, bro. She was looking for a reason. To Thanks. put to get that man the loins, bro, and she, <laughs> you see how fast she got back. No hesitation. No hesitation. He ain't even had time to put the game on. Like he ain't even had time to take his clothes off. He was still fully dressed. He had the same outfit. He had the jacket on. He still had the jacket on. She was in the venue for three seconds. Saw a female in his proximity and said. <laughs> It's time. Yeah, bro. I got to. <laughs> Hillary is up out of there, dog. Like the way I felt about Lisa last season is how I feel about Hillary this season. And Lisa. Lisa tripping too. Lisa was doing good this season. But she started fucking with King Corndog with his corny fucking ass. His bitch ass. <clears throat> Shout out to Drew. Um, Fuck Drew. I'm glad Carlton beat his fucking ass. He's a good modern bully. Like he he's not doing a lot of stereotypical bully stuff. He just uh, just doing enough to to make. He's a terrible out. bully. He already got his ass beat <laughs> by the person he's trying to bully. Carlton had a lot in front of, of everybody. Carlton had a lot of pent up <laughs> anger in that moment. He had, Drew wasn't ready. I I just don't think he was ready for for Carlton to be that <laughs> upset. Also. The last episode <laughs> confirmed everything we need to know about Jeffrey, dog. When they walked in the docks, 
When they walked, when they walked in the doc's room, and first of all, the doc's bodyguard, did you recognize him? Because I did. Yeah, I told my mom he was um Shug Shug Knight. Knight. And, uh, I, I said, all right. I said, all I was right. like, I know this dude from somewhere, and I went and looked. I said, that's the perfect guy to get him. <laughs> but when he walked in and went like this, he had Jeffrey, the hair, he was ready. Jeffrey said. When he said big man, I'm like, oh. <laughs> he said, that's not the movie you want to make, big man. Bro. <laughs> Jeffrey is one of them ones. My mom, my mom was caught off guard. She was like, did he have his hand on a gun? <laughs> he was ready. Like, Jeffrey was, had it in the suit, like ready to blast. Ready. He ain't had to show it or nothing. You just knew and what was going end, on. Doc was like, <clears throat> need some of that Philip Banks gangster shit. I said, yo, he trying to get this motherfucker clapped. Like, and Jeffrey already showed that he won it. And we know he did it. He did it in season one. I was just talking to Jerron about that when we was talking about Bel Air like a couple weeks ago. I was like, dang, I remember the first season. We was like, all right, he know he in Bel Air now. What's going to happen next season? Jeffrey was like, no, nah, we got that. Right, up four episodes in that conflict was resolved. The fact that the fact they did it so subtly, like he just did that, and now he get to be a family man again. Like we 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 were unfaith. My mom forgot. Like I had to tell. Will got a like, text and was like, and yeah. I was like, dude was like, yeah, such and such got shot yesterday, so I'm good. Like because we thought he was going to kill his friend. We thought he was going to kill his friend in the club. They ain't pull up to the light and dump it off for nothing. <clears throat> They ain't catch him at the red light. They ain't catch him on the corner. Nah, like witnesses everywhere. Like witnesses everywhere. <coughs> Straight oh, black ops. Oh man. Yeah, Bel Air has been good this season, man. Uh, if y'all not watching Bel Air, that's not y'all. This is quality oh. television. The season three is coming, so I'm excited about that. Carlton pissing me off. <laughs> Carl, man. I with the situation with uh, what's his name, Connor. I just knew that was about to go bad, but Connor kind of came through. Connor came through. I still don't trust him, but yeah, Connor came through. <laughs> a little bit of a mini redemption in that regard, but I mean, he's still not somebody that need to be around as far as Carlton being a quality citizen. Philip got the love <laughs> triangle going on. Philip Wilder. <laughs> Philip Wilder. <laughs> An old girl. Oh, she. He, is he gonna tell? He ain't gonna tell her. Ain't no way he could tell her at this point. Tell her what? That she got played by old girl. His wife. Oh, that uh what's the name got played? That, that uh Vivian got played. Yeah, Vivian got played by old girl. <coughs> she said she's gonna keep an eye on her anyway, but yeah. Um <sighs> I love how in the beginning of the season, I talked to Jerron about this and we was dying laughing. Beginning of the season, we was like, all right, they, they finally got something for Ashley. Like, Ashley got a storyline. They gave that shit right to Will and Carlton and told <laughs> Ashley to sit <laughs> Literally, like, she couldn't even leave the classroom. She couldn't even pro- uh, <laughs> participate in the protest. Oh, man. I was scared um, when they threw her in the outfit at the uh, football game. That blew me. I ain't like that. I thought one of them grown men was going to be trying to talk it to It felt her. inappropriate. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad they didn't have her. Was doing the dance at the end, I'm like, this don't even. Yeah, like I get that she's a teenager, but it's like she's in middle school. <clears throat> oh, she's ain't in middle she, school. Ain't she? Eight, she's in like eighth grade, I think. Oh wow. 
Yeah. Um, I was worried that they were gonna have one of them NFL dudes like grab on her or something. Like I was like, please don't do this. I like that. But then she was like, oh, I was glad to wear feminine outfits. Like that's that's the story. That's that's what we're going with. They really have nothing for her. Like they she might as well go the way to boarding school or some shit. <laughs> they got to do better. Um they got to do better by Ashley. She's yeah, talking more, at least. She's talking more, it's, it's yeah. Not, she got more scenes. It's not, not she was anything. missing for like five episodes in a row last season. <laughs> she, what did y'all say? She would just smile and say hi and then be out. Hey, well. <laughs> and that was it. So at least she's talking. They just got to they gotta get somebody in there to know what to do. What brings some real drama for a teenager? I, I ain't ready for the season to end, but episode 10 is this. Whatever's gonna happen, I know it's gonna be a cliffhanger because there's there's too much things to be resolved with one episode left. I don't know. I was Will Will sitting up with the black gloves, black mask, black shirt, black pants was was a lot. I don't I don't I don't know what. Then the teardrop, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't know where he got brewed. I'm like, what the fuck he about to? Get I hope he's not about to try to slide on Doc. Like, no, <laughs> ain't no way that. <laughs> ain't no. If they make that kind of turn, I'm like, all right, hold up. They like, doing too much at that point. They doing too much. I get this is a drama, but relax. <laughs> oh man, like, will really bodies now? Like, <laughs> nah, Jeffrey, I'll cover it up. I'll cover it up. Will I'll take care of. <laughs> I got it, big man. Um, I might. I, I'm not sure. Was I, I don't know if I'm gonna go see Bo was afraid. I want to, man, but I don't know. That's tough for me. Um, it would not be going before Saturday. <clears throat> what's coming out next week? I'm trying to figure out what's coming out this week. That's what I mean. Like, what's coming out this coming week? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Because I, I've watched <clears throat> multiple movies this week. It feels like they're putting all the movies out at once. Like, I still haven't seen Chevalier. I might go see that during the week. Um, What's coming out? What's coming out? <clears throat> oh, Big George Foreman is coming over here. Oh, Bo is Afraid will be at my local theater this week. So I might actually do that. Um, another thing I'll be occupied with this week. I just bought a game. I bought it last week for my birthday. Okay. Um, For the Nintendo Switch. It's called Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Um, It's a collection of six games that when I was a kid, I never really cared for Mega Man. I didn't give a shit about Mega Man, but Kids WB had this Mega Man anime called Mega Man NT Warrior. What's okay. your kind of movie? Sisu. Okay, I heard about that. Yeah, I gotta see that. <clears throat> it's from the John Wick people. Okay. Um, it was a show 2003 called Mega Man NT Warrior. Uh, and to be honest, if I got in depth and told you about this, it was ahead of its time. Uh, like really ahead of its time. Um, okay. There was a main character named Lan Hikari, and they lived in this world that was like not ruled by technology, but technology was everywhere. They carried these things called PETs, and you had these net navvies inside of them, and everything in the world was controlled by the internet, the network. Okay. You could jack into toasters, TVs, remotes. They were all controlled by the same network. The net navvy things were <clears throat> kind of like series or alexas but smarter but um i found i <clears throat> excuse me fell in love with this anime then i found out there were games 
the show came from the games. Okay. And by the time I figured it out, it was already three games in. And I'm like, oh, man, let me get this. So this collection, there were six games. There's Battle Network 1 and 2. And the story behind it is Sega wanted to tap into the Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! craze at the time. Like, you got the cartoon, you got the games, you got the the cards, so to speak. And <clears throat> they tapped into that. They started making the video games. There was Battle Network 1 and 2. Then they started going the Pokemon route, making two versions of uh, the game. And it went all the way up to 6. I stopped at 4, I think. I think I stopped at four, but this collection, I paid $60. It has all six games. Uh, I'm going to be honest. These games were challenging as a child. Like it was not one of those kids games that was easy. Like I raged a lot of times on my Game Boy Advance. I promise you. Is it a Game Boy system <laughs> or how are you playing it? <clears throat> uh, it's on Nintendo Switch. Okay. Well, it's released on Nintendo Switch and PS5. And uh, Steam for the PC people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I cannot wait to play these games. I can't wait to replay the ones I already played, and I can't wait to play the ones that I never got to play. And I'm still, I'm playing it like I had to go through the tutorial again. I ain't played these games in 18 fucking years. <laughs> like, <laughs> now they added a feature to the game. Mega Man has like his Buster Cannon gun or whatever. Right. Using fighting viruses, like when you plug into the internet. Like computer viruses? Yeah. Like when you're running through the internet. You ever played a Pokemon game? Yeah. You know, when you're running through the grass, you run into wild Pokemon, you run into viruses. So it's very excessive and fucking annoying. And it would be much longer if I had to play through it, just shooting them with the gun and using chips. But they have this thing called Max Blaster Mode where you shoot them once, boom, get right through it. Like, okay, yeah, I'm turning that shit on. When it goes to the boss battles, I want an actual challenge. I'll turn it off. But these petty fucking viruses, I just want to get... It's six games. Like, I'm not not trying to do the tedious bullshit. So if you were a fan of, of that show and you didn't know there were games, if you were a fan of the games and you didn't know this game was out, definitely check it out. Even if you weren't a fan of either, like, check these games out, please, because I want these sales to go up so maybe they'll make a new one. <laughs> okay. But other than that, uh, I'm glad you found Sisu. I, I definitely, I think I need to see that this week for sure. Yeah, um, I, I was glad I also saw that Bo's Afraid is coming to my area so I don't have to leave my area to see it. Um, I still I gotta see Chevalier. My boy Kelvin Harrison Jr. is getting Academy Award buzz. That's that's the um the black the, uh composer. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, I've seen trailers for it for like five fucking months now. Yeah, that's that's my dog. I gotta support him. Uh, what did he play in? What has he been? He's been in some. Uh, he was the movie I first saw him in was called Jen. I saw a screen at South by Southwest. Um. <clears throat> he he was in something recently. He was in Loose. It's another A24 movie. Waves was another A24 movie he was in with Sterling K. Brown and uh the girl from Bones and All. Um Monsters and Men. He was in that. He was in It Comes at Night. That was his first like real role. Apparently he played BB <laughs> King in the Elvis movie. Um <clears throat> he had a movie called Siriano last year with uh That might be what I saw him. What? Elvis movie. Okay. He was in Trial of the Chicago 7 as Fred Hampton. 
Uh, he was in the photograph. He played um, the guy, the friend that that worked at the agency, Buddy's friend at the agency. Ah, okay. I hated that movie. I have feelings about that movie. I sh- that would have been a good going for <laughs> podcast. But I met him in um, I met him in the Jen movie. The director of Jen, her first movie. She still follows me. I think she's been uh, she's done some episodes of what's the basketball movie with uh, the Gooding guy basketball show actually what's it called shit uh i know i can get to it pretty quickly actually omar gooding swagger oh she's a she's a writer and director on swagger um which i some one of our followers asked if we could start watching that and doing recaps but never got around to it asked us yeah is this a new show (laughs) yes and it's like second season Oh, okay. It has two seasons. Next episode is uh, June nineteenth. What does it come on? I think it's Apple Plus. Or Apple I don't TV. Have Apple Plus. You don't have Apple? I don't have Apple TV. Okay. Yeah, it's called Swagger. Um, what is this? It says the next episode is June nineteenth. I'm very confused by this. Twenty four hours in the DMV. I don't know what that means. Whatever. But I uh, heard of good things about it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, <laughs> there was a line in that trailer where he was like, uh, "Not everything is about you." People talking to the white lady. I said, "I'm going to see this." Uh, the Chevalier, or yes, yeah, I gotta watch that one. Uh, he's a good. He's he's great. Like he's 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 the one one of those people I pegged as being next up. Now I just need him not to have hit no women. Yeah, because the guy that was next up is definitely not next up anymore. But I ain't gonna talk about that on here. I don't even feel like it. They were both in my five. Like, if I had to put like a starting lineup of who got next, they were both in my five. You gonna need a six man, brother. I need that. Now I gotta, I look in free free agency. I'm Jonathan. sorry. I'm glad you talked over me because I don't think they heard me say that. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is over party is still raging. Sautéed, cooked. He is done for. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's it's, it's it sucks because I, I hate finding out somebody I like is like this i mean i lost kevin spacey same way like uh, kevin spacey was one of my favorite fucking actors favorite it's him and jake gyllenhaal was like my top two and he went and fucked that up uh, well apparently he'd already done it we just didn't know so yeah i can't even enjoy like so many classics man i can't even go back and enjoy because i've got to think about man this dude was was out here wild um then they asked me he said i'm not gay but you never mind <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> motherfucker ain't deny he ain't touch nobody. He's that ain't even that ain't, that ain't even the problem here, sir. Uh, like, <laughs> that ain't the right. thing. That ain't the part we care about at this point. Like horrible bosses, man. Like, I'm sorry, I'm still watching that fucking movie. That's just <laughs> <laughs> pay it forward was a classic. Um, speaking of movies, I'm gonna say this while we on air. I could have waited. I got three screeners for different movies. I sent the trailers to Tyler. He has not picked one. He said he's down for whatever. That ain't that's not enough for me. I need an answer. I need you to say I want to do this. So I'm gonna send them to you. Okay. Uh let me know if you're interested in any of them. Okay. You said <clears throat> the trailers? Yeah. I think okay. there's one. So one of them's already out. It's a smaller movie. The dude just wants some publicity for it. He also trying to get some interviews for the people, but whatever. Uh, one of them comes out this week on the 28th, which I just saw on, on the list, which is why I was reminded of it. It's the one I think I'm most interested in. It's called RMN. And then the other one comes out May 5th. 
Uh, like they already sent me the links and everything so i can just send you the info they, as long as they have passwords i know i'm not like restricted from sharing it. okay uh, there was one i tried to send and it was like we did you mean to share this link i was like oh shit <laughs> it wanted to get me cut off like what uh, you doing big man yeah it's like and it's like it's funny like sometimes they put your name on it on the screen so like if you leak it they'll know who leaked it yeah, yeah. so that's that's always fun as well so um, I'll send you those after we get off here, and then I I do have something else I got to bring up before we get up before I let you free for the night. Yeah, I know I saw it. Um, well, with that being said, uh, we will highlight y'all next week. I hope you enjoyed this out of place as episode. It was all over the fucking thing. Um, but if you if you made it through to the end, we appreciate you. Um, until next week. Signing off for Reese and Bibbs. Peace. Peace. Volkswagen Atlas. It does life beautifully. Hey parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.